Hello and welcome to the Quarantines Podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Paige. And we are Teens in Quarantine. In this episode of the Quarantines Podcast, we'll be talking with an educational professional about her experience throughout COVID. Today, we are so excited to have a featured guest with us, our friend, our neighbor, and our far- former teacher. We are so excited to have Tammy Smolsky with us today. Uh, Tammy has been an educational professional for the past 23 years and thought she had seen it all until last year, which threw us all for a loop. Yeah. So we're really happy to have Tammy here with us today to share her adventure through COVID and Tammy, thanks so much for your time and for sharing your perspective with us today. Thanks for having me on. So, uh, as students, we know everyone has been needing to adapt a lot, but teachers and educational professionals especially. So we just wanted to ask you a couple questions so we can better understand your perspective. And Sure. Yeah, for starters, we wanted to know... How has your interaction with students changed over the course of the pandemic? Oh my gosh, that is such a good question. Um, There have been some really good moments and some moments that um, have been challenging. Um, The good moments were um, I was able to do Zoom with most of the students that I work with. So we got to see each other face to face and have um, kind of more in-depth um, conversations than we would, we might not have had, had we not been on Zoom. Um, I think the hardest part, um, was, was not physically being there with the kids and, um, in, in the school environment, because it was very different at home versus school, um, it was a little bit more laid back at home, um, a little less focused. But um, I, I would say overall, it was it was way a way better experience than I would have anticipated. Yeah, I would agree. Like um, even as students, we've had to go from face to face to hybrid to online, and so yeah. we we understand that. And for our second question, we were wondering. How have you had to adapt your curriculum slash teaching methods? Um, that's an, another great question. Um, most of my time when I'm in school, I'm given direction by um, the case, because I work in special ed, okay. so the caseworker's teacher and okay. the, um, the actual um, student's teacher um And I had to change it up a bit um, and and be a little bit more flexible with where the student was. And that and this is mostly on um, when we were on um, not only hybrid, but when we were distance learning Um, there, there were times where we had to adapt things a little bit more. Um, There were, it it felt like there were um, more times that the student needed just to have a conversation or be silly or Mm -hmm. have a book read. 
Um, yeah. So the curriculum kind of, we kind of weaved that in um, during those times. Yeah, to like just have the kid feel like a kid again and not have all the stress of school, at home learning and distance. And... Right. So right, that's right. awesome. And, and being in front of a screen versus, yeah, you know, in your classroom and 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 hearing other kids and engaging. So, yeah, yeah. attention span probably like mm-hmm. that differs. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And uh, we also know that you were able to receive the vaccine, and we were wondering what was your experience like getting the vaccine. Wow, that is, um, that's a huge question. Um, I was super excited um, during this whole COVID experience. Um, I'm sure you guys experienced this too, the roller coaster of emotions. Yes. Being, being afraid um, to be out in public or um, just worried about who you were in contact with or should I wipe off everything that I get from the grocery (laughs) store and just Mm -hmm. the whole anxiety about all of that and then worrying about if your family or yourself was going to get sick yeah so when I heard that um um I got an email saying that I was um eligible for my vaccine and to set up a time and I was super excited about it and um the first vaccine I got um, it was in Minneapolis and it just happened to be a day that we had a snowstorm. Oh, really? So, yeah. So I, um, it was at the Minneapolis convention center and I went in and everyone was behind the, um, lots of staff and lots of people who were supposed to receive the vaccine were all running late because of the weather and the traffic yeah. and they were also having some computer glitches. Um, so I ended up waiting about two and a half hours to get my first vaccine. Oh my gosh. Right. It was very unusual, but everyone was like everyone from the people I was standing next to waiting to get the vaccine to the people who were, um, helping out. Um, everyone was great. And, so I sat down and I chatted with the gal, chatted with me for a few minutes before mm-hmm. um, I got the vaccine. And afterwards, um, this is going to sound kind of corny, but <laughs> I just got teary-eyed. And I think yeah. it was this, this all this pent-up um, uncertainty and roller coaster feelings just, like, lifted. Yes. And it was... It was it was a very um, emotional um, experience, and being with so many, like hundreds of other people, yeah, going through the same thing, it felt very um, like it was a very momentous um, <laughs> um, experience. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like the, that. <laughs> what? Go ahead. Yeah, it sounds like that was very impactful for you and everyone yeah. around you. Yeah, and I only experienced um, a really sore arm like you would get from a tetanus shot um, for about 24 hours, and then I was fine. And then my second one, 
Um, I was in and out within 10 minutes. Um, I felt a lot, I didn't feel as emotional with that one. Mm -hmm. And once again, I had um, a sore arm and kind of chills, but just for 24 hours. So it was certainly doable. And and, worth uh, it. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I feel a huge sense of relief. It's, I'm not, um, I'm I'm still doing the precautions with the masks. And the distance and, you know, doing all those safety measures to um, just to keep keep us going in a forward direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing your insight on that topic. And yeah. for our next question, we were wondering, what has been the greatest challenge and the greatest, greatest reward from this year? Oh, gosh, that's... <laughs> That's a loaded question. Yes, that's it is. a really good question too. Um, I would say the the most rewarding re, um, was not only for myself but watching families reconnect. Yes, everyone seems so busy and so many activities, which are great. But I think families were feeling really stretched and unconnected. So I really saw. Um, families having dinner together playing games together really um reconnecting yeah it's Uh, that's a big deal because like in the world we live in it's go 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 so it's always so busy and right it's been nice yeah (laughs) it's been nice to just take a break a little bit and relax yeah um i think the hardest thing was Probably in the beginning, um, just the uncertainty of everything seemed very daunting, Um, and just the whole, just not knowing, not Mm -hmm. knowing what was, you know, going to happen, how long was this going to last, is this going to last, I think the uncertainty was probably the hardest. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah obstacle. I would have to agree with that. <laughs> yeah. At, at the and, beginning. And, you know, um, thankfully I was able to see most of my family and my mm-hmm. grandkids. Um, but, you know, for other people who were super isolated, I think it was um, a very hard time. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like and to just kind of like wrap it up, what have you learned from this experience? Um gosh. <laughs> you girls are really good with questions. <laughs> um, I um I think the biggest thing I learned was um we're a much more we're a much more fragile world than I think we ever thought, or I ever thought we were. Um, I would have never expected to have um, this horrific virus um, globally. And and I totally forgot the question now. (laughs) You repeat it again, maybe I can add something else to that. (laughs) What have you learned from this experience? Just over the whole past two years, years. two years now. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, 
I, I, I think I learned um, to be, I, I learned that I was more resilient than I thought I was. Yeah. Um, I learned that, um, that the, um, let's see, how do I want to put it? <laughs> that there are a lot of amazing human beings out there. Yeah. Um, I think the hardest thing was the, um, just kind of how the United States, um, dealt with this yeah. and how, um, how I felt like, um, people of the U S weren't thought of first, um, our own country and, um, and that, um, that there, people really came together and people really made a big effort. There was, I think just a small little hiccups here and there where, um, where, people decided that for whatever reasons it wasn't real or they weren't going to be respectful of, of, um, of other people like mask wearing and so on. But, um, um, overall I feel like I just, um, I got to know myself more. Yeah, definitely. uh, Right. (laughs) Um, and, um, Overall, I, I, it was a hard experience, mm-hmm. but the things I can take away from it um, are invaluable. Yeah. yeah, like just the resilience of everyone, I think, because everyone yeah. struggled and everyone had to get through their own like, and, demons. And just seeing people uh-huh. step up, like the millions of Americans making masks at home yeah. with their sewing machines right. and I think right. there are a lot of um parts of our society that came out and we saw the good in people too mm-hmm. I agree I agree and the last thing we just want to say is mm-hmm. teachers have really gone above and beyond this year and we want to know what is the best way that students can thank their teachers Oh my gosh, um, just telling them in person mm-hmm. how much they appreciate what they've done, um, sending a card yeah. is huge. Um, I think just acknowledging, I, I love that you asked this question because I saw, um, I mean, especially our Adventure Club um, mm-hmm. at Stonebridge, um, they, they had to wear many hats mm-hmm. and they jumped in to a pool that they had no idea how deep was. And they, their first priority was making sure that kids well-being was top priority. And they wanted to make sure that they were keeping up academically, mm-hmm. but the most important part was their emotional well-being and um I just I I am overwhelmed by how teachers and paras and lunch ladies and custodians just stepped up to the plate so just acknowledging all those people who made your community your school community um 
thrive and um, and continue to grow. Yeah, you guys made it better for everyone. So we just wanted to say thank you. Yeah, you made it so we could continue learning. And And I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, you made it so we can continue learning and... You made it fun. Yeah, so whatever environment we're in. Yay. I'm glad that you had a good experience with it as well because it's it's also good to hear the student side Mm -hmm. of, of this pandemic and how they thrived and survived and um were able to um persevere through yeah. through a really you know for students who um were on hybrid and then had to go to distance and then hybrid again i i the kids resiliency is has really made me see that sometimes we put our adult emotions and feelings um, inside a child when mm-hmm. I have seen them be so resilient and just step up to the plate. So, yeah. Well, thank, so thank you, you for so being much. awesomely you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for being on our podcast again. And I, we'd love, I yeah, appreciate thank you, you hearing, you know, wanting to, um, your different perspectives so thank you for including me of course (laughs) well that's all for today thank you for listening to the quarantines podcast and please subscribe podcast creation production and editing by hannah and Paige hebert cover art by hannah hebert music by Paige hebert